from Edmonton, where August's average high of 26.5 degrees Celsius, call it 80 degrees Fahrenheit, was the second warmest since 1880. Thanks, Chris. This is The Three Things Podcast. I'm Glenn Kubish. On the list of things that made for some happiness or gratitude this week, number one, this time of year. There's a lot going on. Young people are going back to school. Canada's are in test flight mode. Tomatoes and cucumbers are coming off the vines as gardens descend into ruin. The sun sets before midnight. It's a letting go time. It's also a tuning in time. Every pitch and every swing matter in baseball. Wow, what a double play turned by the Blue Jays. U.S. Open tennis is on its two-week-off Broadway run under the lights. I would cancel my sports cable channels if it wasn't for live sports. That's not quite true. When Ken and Ivanka on Sportsnet are on their game, they are worth the extra bucks a month. But the big voices from the big desks, the swirling music and the the hit-me-in-the-face graphics, the betting lines presented as content and then highlight after unbelievable highlight that proved nothing is more predictable than a home run, all of that is losing its shine for me. Live sports is different. No one knows what's going to happen next. The play is in the hands of the players not the editors. What in God's name did he just do? My favorite bit of live television from the U.S. Open is the shot of the giant Rolex watch display board behind the players. It has clock hands that show the time of day there at the stadium in Queens, New York. If the time is exactly two hours later than it is as Sheila and I watch from the basement of our little house in Edmonton, it's a silent confirmation that we are watching another part of the world right now. That's a bracing feeling for me. Seeing the time there and then subtracting two to match the time here adds up to a fleeting and delightful sense that I'm actually alive and in that second part of the bigger world of people. Not people who were once alive or people who could have been alive or will one day be alive, but people who are alive now at 11.34 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 9.34 Mountain. In a way, it's like looking over in the dark at other people in a theater. Two, tracks. There's a kinship between music and trains. The bars on a staff of music are ties on a railway line, right? The linked notes that move rhythmically over them carry freight, some of it explosive. Music has conductors, so do passenger trains. I have been back under the spell of trains and train songs since reading the feature on Willie Nelson by Jody Rosen in the New York Times magazine. The piece doesn't mention trains per se, but it does point out something called tempo rubato, which is Willie's song singing signature. Rubato is the method of playing or singing behind or ahead of the beat and then returning home to a feeling of balance. Rubato is not common in music that sounds like elaborate clockwork, like Bach. It's more Luckenbach. Really? That was Waylon. In 1971, Steve Goodman gifted this part of the music world a romantic train song called City of New Orleans, which tells the nostalgic story of the trip from Chicago to New Orleans on the Illinois Central. Harlow Guthrie made the song famous. It's been widely covered. How do you make something old and familiar remarkable again? Willie Nelson brought his rubato to the challenge, and the monumental result is what you can hear in the song recorded live by the Highwaymen. The way Willie compacts the of New Orleans phrase, the way he stretches out 
three conductors and extends the rusted automobile graveyards accomplish what Rubato, I think, is about. The injection of suspense into a forward driving beat. It's an artistic tensioning and releasing that has nothing to do with the story of the actual words, but with how the words are sung as the singer plays with time while the listeners hold on to every note. Number three, Sky. For a city bicycle rider, paved streets are asphalt skies. My posture on my bike means I stare into this black anti-sky as a matter of course. I enjoy the view. There's lots to see. I once found a $5 bill near a sewer grate one neighborhood over. A Laurier in Laurier. This time of year, the fallen leaves are starting to pile up against the curbs like losing tickets in a 50-50 draw. As I ride and gaze ahead, the pavement also absorbs my thoughts. Sometimes it's an ooze of thoughts as I replay conversations, questions I didn't ask, answers I didn't give, dumb things I said from yesterday or 45 years ago. Round and round I can go sometimes. But sometimes, when I'm lucky, like I was at 7.18 a.m. last Wednesday morning on Laurier Drive, my neck gets pulled up like I'm a puppet, and I see the blue sky printed with a giant scalloped fan of cloud. And I stop and exhale audibly because it's so easy to stop and say wow out loud when the instrument you play is a bicycle. Thanks for being out there, friends. See you next time.